Welcome to Hope's Hearth, a GMless actual play podcast where friends explore identity, community, and the ways people find strength and love in dire situations. Today we are playing This Town is Full of Monsters by Alex Samoylov. Samoylov? I will pronounce it correctly. Maybe never. I'm trying. <laughs> um, which is a... Let me look at the description. Uh, is a storytelling slash role-playing game that is set in a smallish community beset by mysterious eldritch forces. There's always a town. There are always townsfolk. And somewhere, everywhere, perhaps in their hearts and minds, perhaps in the swamp or the woods, there are monsters, mysteries, and secrets. Um... It's good. It's a good game. <laughs> Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are trypophobia, insect horror, parent death, rape, body shaming, homophobia, transphobia, big diseases, involuntary transformation, ableism, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, unwanted pregnancy, acephobia, and non-consensual situations. Our veils, which are things that we're fine with addressing but will fade to black on, are spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, abuse of any kind, dementia or similar mental illnesses, insoluble problems, trauma, steamy situations, eating disorders, depression, and self-harm. My name is Izzy. I use C-seer pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at the Shondeer. Uh, we will also later on have Danielle, who uses she, they pronouns. You can find them on Twitter at redtailedhawk90, and you can find the games that they write at redtailedhawk90.itch.io. And you can also listen to the other podcasts that Danielle does at uh, stones underscore standing on Twitter. Uh, so who else is with me today is Lindsay. Hello, my name's Lindsay. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on Twitter and Curious Cat at PF underscore Diva. And we've got Amber. Hello. I'm Amber. I use the she, her pronouns. <laughs> and you will never find me. <laughs> We will only hear you. You are you are but a disembodied voice. <laughs> I have no flesh, only voice. <laughs> That's a mood. <laughs> and, and last but of course not least, because they're great, because A is great, is Will. Hi, I use the AM pronouns and you you can attempt to find me on Twitter. At same NB hat, um, NB spelled E-N-B-Y, where I will someday post something again. <laughs> they can at least, like, know that that's where you exist. You should just start, yeah. just start posting about Star Wars, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, all right. No, no, don't. <laughs> we can only have so much of that before Disney's like, fuck you. <laughs> um, Alright, so we are playing This Town is Full of Monsters. I have already said this. 
Um, let's let me look at the <laughs> game document, which doesn't want to load. Okie dokie. It's so a good doc. It is a good doc. One of us to start reading it. Um, while it loads for you. Let's, before we get into the game document itself, let's introduce our characters. Oh gosh, <laughs> I forgot to make a name. Oh, I think. you're going to have to think of that. <laughs> um, so I'll go first because I'm at the top of the dock, I, I guess. Danielle did this mostly in order, it looks like. Um, so... <laughs> just as a note to our listeners we are all absolutely on our bullshit constantly and that is that is going to be very apparent as we read these characters off it's very good um and we're very good <laughs> at making characters uh so my character's name is they whose power spread amongst the stars leaving bones to the soil of the life forest aka the bone god <laughs> um the bone god uses it its pronouns it is a its profession is peacemaker slash god uh its hobbies uh and skills are gardening telling stories being a cryptid being absolutely socially inept (laughs) it's not good at people (laughs) um description uh, in the physical realm, they are a very large collection of bones, blackened by acidic rains from their home planet. Metaphysically, <laughs> they are a large, dusty purple creature that vaguely resembles the space deer people. Um, and the space deer people are basically like, they are very long. They have very long bodies, think kind of like a ferret, um, but thinner. Uh, with four arms, uh, their f- hands have six fingers. Their uh, their legs are digitigrade, like like a deer or a dog's, and they've got um, hoof claw looking things that they use to grip onto branches and stuff. Uh, they have a, a f- vaguely feline looking faces with very large tusks. Um, and very, very large antlers, um, and, and cute boopable snoots. <laughs> um, but the, the bone god looks like more beastly. Like they're very, the, the deer people are very sleek looking. The, the bone god's kind of rough looking, um, like scruffy. Uh, and it has a longer snout, sharper teeth, and larger hands that look almost like paws. Uh, their body is long and noodly. They have... What? Why is that not a number? Me, it passed me. <laughs> why did you typo that? <laughs> I know why I was typing on my phone. Hold on. Let me look at what is above the letter R on my phone. <laughs> It's a four. They have our arms. They have have four arms and two legs. Their antlers are a crown of fire. And their eyes are white like a dwarf star. They have dark markings that swirl over their body like stardust. Uh, The bone god can also create a physical manifestation of itself, which can be anything, but it always has white eyes and the dark markings. Uh... 
Bone God's tags are How Do Religion, Gods Don't Die, and Hermit. And Valid. <laughs> Lindsay, you're next to the dock. I am next in the dock, and I am so excited <laughs> for my character. <laughs> uh, Quick general content uh, warning for um, sex work. Yeah, sex general work. content warning for sex work. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my character's name is Aurora Mescaline. She uses she, her pronouns, and she is a professional dom. Uh, but she is a professional dom in a society where sex work is A, legal, and B, a respectable <laughs> job uh, position to go into. Uh, her hobbies and skills are exercising, caretaking, and negotiation. And you know I was on my bullshit uh, <laughs> with Aurora because she is six foot three and muscular with I'm gonna say dark brown skin and vivid blue vi uh, vitiligo all over. Uh, so it's a disease where the skin loses pigmentation and in the places where her skin loses pigmentation, it turns blue because she is half Clintex. Uh, yes. Her uh, I want to, as, uh, as an aside, uh, because people who have vitiligo also suffer from um, like other things like uh, vitiligo is an autoimmune disorder. Mm -hmm. Um does she suffer from anything else like celiac or Crohn's disease or uh, chronic chronic pain? Psoriasis is a big one that people with vitiligo get. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, celiacs. So that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because I got she I can't have the gluten. Yeah. And I know how it feels to not be able to eat things that are tasty. Yeah. So. Sorry, that was just a thing because um, in Friends at the Table, Austin Walker brought that up with Gucci. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, right. That's actually rad as shit. Yeah. Um, so, representation. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm saying she's got celiac disease, but I'm thinking that it's probably something uh, local to... Hope's hearth that she can't eat, yeah. not specifically gluten. So yeah, it's it's like a version of it, but like our our equivalent to what it would be is celiac. Yeah, which means she suffers from like intestinal problems. She can't eat a certain kind of thing. Yeah. Excuse me, a certain kind of thing. Um, yeah, stuff like that. She uh, suffers from chronic pain. Um, yeah. My brother has celiac, so I know a lot about this. Ah, oh. that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, Seamus has celiac. Yeah. If we um. ever have questions about, about, <laughs> you know, the celiacs, we know who to ask. It's yes. true. And I had a celiac scare uh, last year, so. Fair. Yeah. My but, family uh, has weird allergy things, but not that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just allergic um, to dairy, so. <laughs> So, so continue. Yeah. So to continue, uh, Aurora has uh, 
dark green hair that looks uh, black in darkness, except for where the vitiligo turns it magenta. Her hair is usually styled in a wash and go, which is a style done by separating uh, the curls out using usually conditioner or sometimes gels, that sort of thing. Uh, it can be pretty convenient uh, if you know what you're doing and you're used to it. Uh, but she usually has a shoulder-length halo of green and magenta curls. Uh, she can, Which is fucking amazing. I know, right? Uh, she can <laughs> usually be found... It's so pretty, I want to draw her. Yeah. Uh, I mean... So do. You're absolutely allowed to. I am not going to say no. I'm broke right now, though. <laughs> so I will not be formally... No, you're fine. You. Uh... But um, anyway, uh, she can usually be found wearing the absolute minimum amount of clothing that she can get away with. Typically, a white tank top with the sides ripped to reveal a sports bra in non-colors, a pair of sinfully short denim shorts, and sensible running shoes. Uh... <laughs> I'm so happy with her tags. Uh... Her tags are majored in sadism, minored in bondage. The second one is, what if the Kansas City Shuffle were a person? Anybody who has seen Lucky Number Slevin, this is a reference for you. And her third tag is frightfully loyal. So she's very loyal and uh, she is sometimes scary to people about it. <laughs> so... And uh, that is that is Aurora, and she's great. Can you all hear my brother practicing the French horn? I cannot. That's a good sign. Cool. Um, I think I'm next. Yes, you are next. And 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 it's hiding. Wait, no, stop. I can. Why? Why? There we go. Okay. I, I did name my character her, her name? I didn't give my character pronouns. Is Sophia Amar right? Uh, I think she's a she-they. Uh, their profession is librarian slash archivist. Hobbies are, and skills are can do a knit pretty good. Knows the sorts and boxes. That's that's not how it sounds in my head when I put space between the letters. <laughs> Maybe um, more description. like boxes. Possibly. <laughs> the how many hands does one person need? Probably not this many. And uh, <laughs> paper mache hermit crabs shell. Ooh. Did you ever like settle on an exact amount of hands, or is it just a a different number every time? It's a different like, number no, every time. Like just no less than X, no more than Y. <laughs> no, no. There, there. Sometimes you see no hands. One person <laughs> swears they counted fifty. Um, <laughs> that's very very good. The impressive um, so part about the person who swears they counted 50 
is that they saw Sophia for long enough to count to 50. Oh my god. <laughs> that is very impressive. The tags yeah. are edumacated, hidden, and feral. Amazing. Also, hi, Danielle. Hey, I'm here. Welcome. Here. Yeah. Um, do you want us to do a clap right here for you? No, I'm just going to clap on my own. Okay. You're good. <laughs> okay. Rad. Awesome. All right. Perfect. Um, we next <laughs> next we have Amber. All right. So, just in case someone Slavic ends up listening to this episode, I am apologizing now for butchering <laughs> your language. Because I'm Which, probably going to say this name wrong. But I looked on the internet for like five seconds and it said this was the right way to say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I am playing Jiwei. Uh, they use they, them pronouns. Uh, their profession is doctor and herbalist. Uh, their hobbies and skills are gardening and reading. Uh, the basic description is there's there's a bunch of thorny vines that looks human. That's pretty much <laughs> it. Can um, can you give us a color palette green. for the draws? Can you give us a color palette? I I was just thinking like healthy looking vines, like rose bush kind of. Okay, okay. And uh, are the flowers like roses, or are they like some alien kind of flower? Well, see, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> it depends on the moment. Because oh, that's even better. Because the thing about them is that they're a doctor that grows whatever herbs or <gasps> medicinal plants that are needed. For their treatment. Damn. That's so cool. I love, I love them. I love them. Amber, I love them. <laughs> and also, I loved them before, but. <laughs> and also, sticking to the whole uh, the thorny fine thing, they don't have like eyes, ears, things like typical. <laughs> the way that they're able to kind of communicate and uh are well the way they're able to hear see other people is more like using the vibrations that mm. uh everything gives off you're slash. giving me good vibrations <laughs> yes <laughs> that's <laughs> they're vibing <laughs> sometimes you just what are yeah oh tags they're yes uh pyrophobic they're afraid of fire. Valid. For obvious Valid. reasons. Uh, plant nerd. And they are kind. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Uh, Danielle, tell us about your your wonderful character. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm playing Erwin Rucker. He uses he, him pronouns. Uh, he is a zoologist, question mark. Uh, slash, he works with the geneticists, 
slash you know he just he just likes being around animals y'all um, look at that dog <laughs> uh, I don't want to do the accent I want to make you do it <laughs> I am not I am not <laughs> no <laughs> Get up at that dog. Get up at that dog. His hobbies and skills uh, include entertaining. Uh, He's an orator. He likes teaching people about animals and wrestling rowdy creatures. Um, He has uh, tanned white skin, blue eyes, riotous, short, sandy brown hair. Um, He is kind of broad-shouldered with a barrel chest. Um, constantly scratched or bruised, many scars, very practical clothing with many pockets. Uh, think khaki. <laughs> Just lots of khaki. <laughs> do you, do you, you want to specifically say the 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 actual person face claim? Listen, if they don't know that by now, then clearly they did not grow up with the crocodile hunter. And I can't help it. I was about to ask, like, at the beginning, I was like, are you just a crocodile wrestler? Are you just going to go hunt some crocodiles? Danielle, Danielle made Steve Irwin into a character. Also, side note: What's in those khaki pants pockets? Uh, I guess that's more of a note. Question. I'm not. I feel like I'm missing something here. There can be any kind of any number of things in his pants pockets. The answer is lizards. <laughs> <laughs> no, he carries the lizard in like his breast pocket. So a little it can poke its head out. And it's close to his heart. Yeah. As all animals are. Yeah. <gasps> There's this stink. There's just a bunch of dog treats in his pockets. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. yes and he definitely. pulls it out and like waves it at the crocodile. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's what's in his yeah. pockets. A dog's nose. Oh. oh my god. No, okay. So y'all know, y'all know how there's like a, um, a prehistoric alligator that's like the size of a dog and can gallop? Yeah. Does oh that gosh. just exist? Does that just exist here? <laughs> Is it related to an alligator dog? <laughs> it's our fucking world. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> Erwin Rucker gets alligator dog. <laughs> that's 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 what that's what like Steve Irwin's because Steve Irwin had a dog. So like that's that's just that's just Erwin Rucker's dog. <laughs> we did it. Okay, what what are his tags before we lose our shit again? All right, his tags are enthusiastic, big heart, and himbo. Every game needs one. Every game needs one. Mm-hmm. Every one game himbo. needs one. <laughs> okay, I'm an old lady. I'm not a cool kid. What is a himbo? It's it's a uh, generally a dude who uh, is one very big and strong. Two, very, very kind. Three, dumb as a bag of rocks. 
awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be all three to be a himbo. It's true. I I am a thembo, so if that gives you any ideas. Um Shira is a herbo. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Shira almost counts as a himbo. She's enormous. <laughs> I mean, that's what like Xeno Warrior Princess is a herbo. Oh god, uh, shouldn't that be a shibo? Shibo or herbo? I don't know. I don't. I know. Know. Shibo matches hebo. Himbo. So it, yeah, it should be a herbo. No, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, herbo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because it's the object. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna close out of this Google Doc, and that way I don't have to have it open. And I'm gonna open it on my phone. Okay, <clears throat> we've introduced our characters. All of our characters are great. We're we're having a good time. So we're going to. We don't need to read the supplies. So, uh, are you sure be about the game and stuff? Yeah, I read the the thing at the top when I first. Okay, good. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, so did I like to read the flow? <laughs> uh, Lindsay is asking to read the true wisdom. Has it not been read? Oh, did we not? We did not read that. Okay, Lindsay, you can read that. Go for yeah, it. The true the true wisdom is good. The it true is. wisdom is so good. Like it's just. Like, so there's the about the game, then there's true wisdom. Before any of the other rules, true wisdom. <laughs> Number one, answers are optional. Number two, drama is like a stormy ocean. Number three, life is a poem. Number four, absolute realism is boring. Number five, nothing is real. Number six, games are games. These principles will lead you towards success and enjoyment. These principles, when taken full to heart, will guide you on your mysterious journey. These principles are the scaffold upon which hangs a multitude of worlds. <laughs> it's this town great. is It's so great. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, I'll go ahead and read the flow um, if you want, Izzy. Yeah. This town is full of monsters, does not have a single game master or storyteller, nor does it have player characters in the traditional sense, although it does have players and it does, in fact, have characters. In This Town is Full of Monsters, players take turns framing scenes, developing aspects of the world, and introducing new characters, plot points, and mysteries. It's intended to be a fairly open-ended collaborative exchange between friends or friendly strangers if you're playing online, and works best when everyone at the table is interested in telling a fun, weird story that they don't know the outcome of and is committed to mutual respect, comfort, and enjoyment. This it's is, a very free for, freeform game. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it lends itself really, really well to the kind of narrative storytelling we want to do. Um, which yeah. is why we're playing it. <laughs> <laughs> and and Danielle yeah. is, is writing a hack of it that is also very good that we might play another time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. I did <laughs> me, me and Lindsay have played it. It's it's good. It's, uh, this town is full of gods. 
<sighs> it's some good bullshit. Um, all right, so, uh, Will, would you like to read tags, and then we can do tags? Wait, we already did tags, but whatever. But we can read it. Tags are significant descriptors that apply to characters, locales, and organizations. They are generally expressed in very few words. One is often just fine. Adjectives and nouns work well, although usually... Uh, I'm sorry. Adjectives and nouns work well, usually, although gerunds, which are basically just nouns, syntactically speaking, are fine, too, as are descriptive phrases. When it comes to characters, something is expressed as a tag if that something is an aspect of a character that consistently affects the way they act, what they are capable of doing, both functionally and morally, and how they are perceived by others. A character's profession is pretty much always a tag. Personality traits, desires, fears, etc., can and should also be expressed as tags. Additionally, tags may indicate a character's connection to an organization, their relationship to another character, and so forth. And uh, <clears throat> this part is in bold. Characters cannot act in a manner that is inconsistent with or is contradicted by at least one of their tags unless they also have an unspent marker in which case that marker is transmuted into a brand new tag. A marker, as we'll discuss in more depth shortly, is basically a tag that hasn't been identified yet. Markers are spent or transmuted whenever a tag gets added, removed, or replaced. Characters can act in ways that aren't specified by a tag, but are not contradicted by one. Locale and organization tags work exactly like character tags. When new, secret, or unknown aspects of a locale or organization are revealed, a marker turns into a tag. There is no limit to how many tags a character, locale, or organization can have. Any entity can possess two entirely contradictory tags at the same time if the contradiction has an interesting narrative effect or makes sense in fiction. If this is in question, have a discussion and take a vote. So we already listed off the tags that our characters all currently have. Um, and you noticed a lot of them were phrases, <laughs> not just singular words. That's because we are on our bullshit. We've played this before. And also... <laughs> It gives us more room to work with. Honestly. Um, Amber, would you like to read markers? So a marker is an indication of potential change, significance, or numosity. There we go. That was hard for a second there. I couldn't read that word. Um, as we mentioned above, it is essentially... A tag that has not yet been officially named or revealed. A character marker is transmuted into a tag whenever a character takes an important or conspicuous action that isn't accounted for by one of their existing tags, or when a previous secret aspect of the character is revealed to the group at large. Similarly, 
a locale marker becomes a tag when something major is revealed about the locale that isn't accounted for by one of its existing tags. At least one new marker is assigned at the end of every scene by the player who framed said scene. Additionally, markers get assigned when players invoke motifs in relation to characters, locale, or organizations. Yes. Markers are interesting. They're a fun mechanic. So, the Oracle. If you need a bit of a prompt or simply want to offload some of your responsibility to a very neutral party, you may ask an Oracle for help. By default, a deck of tarot cards will do, but you are free to use whatever you like. Dice, coins, yarrow stocks, tea leaves, coffee grounds, runes, alternative card-based oracles, etc. The Oracle is a purely generative tool. There is no direct mechanical effect, no bonuses, penalties, or what have you. Just symbols, ideas, images, and impressions. An oracle can be consulted by a player whenever they feel like it. If they don't draw, roll, see anything interesting or evocative, a player is not obligated to actually incorporate the oracle into their narration or role-playing. When they do incorporate the oracle into their narration, they do so based on their own personal understanding or interpretation of emergent symbology. Which means we can draw, like, a tarot card and look at it and go, what does this feel like it means to me and my character right now? Which is honestly all tarot really is. <laughs> uh, Danielle, if you want to hit the next one. Yep. Sure. This Town of is Full of Monsters is a freeform collaborative storytelling game. Unlike traditional role-playing games, which tend to play out as continuous, sometimes moment-to-moment -moment immersive experiences, storytelling games ask the players to take a directorial or authorial approach, as though they were writing a movie or book together. As a result, such games often break the story up into discrete scenes. In This Town is Full of Monsters, scenes usually involve at least one primary character, one primary locale, and some kind of action, conflict, exposition, or revelation. Players take turns framing scenes, which, lar which largely amounts to establishing how they start. Within a scene, players take turns adding background details, narrating character actions, or interjecting various happenings, visions, chance encounters, or flashbacks. Scenes do not have to be contiguous in space or time. We can go in any yes. direction. This yes, we can. Um, I think for time's sake we're gonna pop down to to um setting up and motifs because we're we're we kind mm -hmm. of making a map is going to be a little bit difficult for us uh specifically just because we don't have a way to actively draw it but we are keeping track of locations um, but typically in this game, you would be making a map of all of these locations and stuff to build your town full of monsters. Um, since we already have a vague idea of what our town looks like based on our apotheosis game, um, I think we're, we're a little bit better off than some other people who play this game. Um, Including our previous selves. Yes. In some cases. Yeah. Um, sorry, my, my brain just completely doofed out. 
So when we set up, uh, we need to do uh, five, well, four steps, really. We need to define our motifs. Um, motifs are images, symbols, and ideas that tend to surface over and over again as the story progresses. progresses. And when a motif is invoked during scenes, uh, then whatever invoked it will get a marker that they can later transform into a tag as they want. Um, we want to uh, establish one motif a, a piece um, and uh, and have at least three, but we have five people in this call, so uh, we don't need to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we build the town and specify the four specific um zones of the town uh so you have the wilds which are uh untamed in some cases uncharted space where nature still hold holds sway the deep uh which is a place beyond a place where ordinary folks rarely tread and where humankind has no permanent power or authority uh, it's a hidden and explicitly supernatural reflection of the collective shadow of the town's denizens. Uh, the fringe, which is the liminal space between the mundane and the other. And the heart, which is the part of the town that confines uh, the reality that everyone kind of experiences together. Um... Once we have our town, then we determine some locales to go with it. Um, and then we all introduce mysteries, um, which are things that we want to explore uh, as we go along. Um, so let's start with motifs. Uh, so... If... I had one. Ooh, what is it? Uh, you know, not theory. The mathematical field of study of loops, knots, and the differences between them. Uh-huh. What about knots that appear to be loops and loops that appear to be knots? Things that look like they should be simple to untangle that are, in fact, un not untangleable. And things that look really complicated but come apart easily. It's really that. good. Will continues to be good at story. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it turns out a lot of math makes good story if you just rephrase it. <laughs> <laughs> We should we should play sports or just numerology at some point. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean that's a true statement. <laughs> Does anyone have another motif? Um I'm thinking. I did not put thought into the motifs beforehand because motifs always mm -hmm. I struggle with them. I mean so. if if you Artificial hermit crab shells are a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also didn't think about motifs. Uh, do I choose to be as person? <laughs> what kind of weird ass things do you want to see in your town? 
I'm I'm trying to think of something to do since I'm playing mm-hmm. a god. I'm trying to think of something to do with like weird magic religious mm-hmm. bullshit. But I can't just say weird magic religious bullshit as a yes, she can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not specific enough to what I'm thinking of. That's fair. Um, it, it's like saying the force is just bullshit space mm. magic. <laughs> but a lot of things are bullshit space magic, so it's not specific enough. So are you thinking about the intersection of those things, or about how they are all one and the same or about how they affect the world i think how they affect the world like how they affect the world and how people interact with them okay um words are hard okay so like how (coughs) how does religion and magic affect the world and the people in it um and how do those effects differ or uh, what's the verb for similarity? Um, 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 <laughs> resemble each other? Yeah. Uh, yes. Does that um, sound kind of what you were thinking, Izzy? It's close enough. Uh, in that kind of way where it's like not quite there but I don't have the words for what I want to say so it's good enough you know I mean if you ever Um, like if you ever get a brainwave about it you can always come back (laughs) and um and and address it more because remember these motifs are things that we want to explore more anyway so we we should hopefully be see not just seeing these things but also learning more about them yeah yeah so magic, religion, and I appreciate everybody typing things in the doc for me because I am unfortunately very ill-equipped for typing in Google Docs. Valid. <laughs> uh oh. Well, while Danielle is typing, I have come up with the motif I want in, uh, which is seemingly inconsequential people, actions, and ideas have large impacts. Large is not precisely the word I want, but... Very important, deeply consequential, um, lasting, outsize. I think outsize um, is the word. (laughs) that is a very good motif I like that it also plays excuse me it plays really really well into the apotheosis game Mm -hmm. I think like as a continuation yeah um I like it uh Amber do you have any ideas I'm still thinking you're valid so um, I think the one that I want to have is yes the fractures in people places and things are where they come together not where they break apart 
Oh, I love That's that. That's so good. Hey, Danielle, that's so fucking good. Right? <laughs> I think you exploded my brain. <laughs> Hashtag ways you can tell Danielle is good at writing. God. <laughs> Every once in a while, I I am good at writing. Every Excuse you. <laughs> excuse you. To be every once in a while? Most of the time, my writing is just... And then Seer looked at Wyatt and was obsessed <laughs> with how much he loved him. Like, that's it. That's all I got. Like Seer looked at Wyatt really and was good. gay. Oh. <laughs> Stares in gay. <laughs> I think that's all of us. That's all of our writing is just stares in gay. That's that was angry right. and also gay. <laughs> that's it. Sir was less angry when he looked at Wyatt, and that proved how gay he was. <laughs> Are we sure about the less angry though? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I think I think at some point it it went from being angry to being like lovingly tired. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the stereotypical statue of justice is standing behind Seer, and it's just one side is angry and one side is gay. <laughs> that little scale is just a moving away. Honestly, I could not summarize Seer's character arc more succinctly than that. <laughs> you are, I'm dying. Amber, you are the funniest goddamn person on the planet. Right? Uh, Thirded. Oh my god. I just have a lot of fucked up images in my head. <laughs> You're very valid. It's okay. It's we weird. respect you in the morning. Well, we Dan respect Danielle, you please, a whole please, hell of a lot. Please, please, like, minimize the volume of me dying <laughs> when you go to edit this, because I think I hacked up a lung. <laughs> <sighs> so, so, Amber, what is your motif? <laughs> it can just be statues of justice measuring yeah. things that are not justice. That is actually a pretty good one. <laughs> you have two scales inside you. Appears behind someone when they're <laughs> when they're being <laughs> having, okay. having a, a dilemma of which side of brain to choose. You <laughs> say that as like half a joke and half legit but during that this town is full of gods game that um me danielle and Lindsay played we did have like a weird statue thing happen behind somebody <laughs> at one point <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that freaking you statue. were the statue <laughs> i tried to watch you guys playing that and i just like fell the fuck asleep <laughs> you're probably you did this i am an old Lady, I cannot stress that enough how much of an old You're lady fine. I am. I'm 54 minutes past my bedtime. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> um, is is that like legit the motif that you want? Um, I guess so, because like I was trying to think of like some kind of 
saying greeting that the people said to each other, but I can't think anything that doesn't sound like garbage. What if it's just Our- greetings or how people say yeah. hello? Yeah. That yeah. Could, yeah. That's a good motif. Greetings and meetings. Because it, it, it definitely, like, pulls into, like, people are friend Like, people could ostensibly be very friendly to each other or not. Um... Mm-hmm. based on how this might go Mm -hmm. um i almost said like they are just friendly to each other based on like how we all are as people but also (laughs) how we all are as people means it could go in the opposite direction (laughs) listen sometimes august just infects me with an angst gremlin and i have to share it's like spores (laughs) august never infected me i came this way thanks august So, I, I know I've talked about this before. I met August when I was, like, 15. Um, I was infected as a, as, as, as a nugget <laughs> with the angst. <laughs> I have known August was it for a dino time. nugget or a werewolf nugget? Mm, depends on the story. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people would greet me at work. Instead of me being like, hi, how are you today? And then I'm being like, I'll take the LM menthols. Great! Aww. 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 Oh. Yeah, great. Oh, it's a great motif. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, honestly.